You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Welcome to Say What? I am Kristen Watt. I am a wife, a mom, a community advocate, and apparently I'm a podcast host now. That's how this episode's starting. It only goes up from here, though. I know this sounds serious, but I do try to make this fun. This is Say Watt on the PFC Entertainment Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Say What?, I am Kristen Watt, your host. I am being joined by my co-host and, again, our fearless leader, founder of the PFC Entertainment Network, Jason Klaus. Jason, I've been through some things since we talked last. (laughs) I'm glad. That might be the understatement of the year so far, but I'm glad to be home, even though it's cold and snowing here in Michigan, and I just got back from sunny California and the mid or the Southwest, I guess. And I have a lot to talk about today. I'm ready for your reactions. I'm here for it. And like, I'm, you know, first and foremost, it's good to see you. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad to see that you made it home safely. And, uh, I've been keeping, you know, tabs on you through your social media posts and things of this nature. Uh, if we had to bottom line it, I would, I would assume you had a good time. Possibly one of the best vacations I've ever taken in my life. Absolutely the best like birthday celebration-y type things I have ever experienced. And I will say this, uh, because I'd asked you off air before we started, I'm so exhausted and jet lagged. I couldn't even remember the, the name of my last episode that we did on the doors, um, which was people are strange, but in some ways this is a follow-up episode not really relating to the doors but some of the content that we talked about special places and i think the most important point that uh for my listeners anyone who listened to the last episode i made a comment in there um that (laughs) you know i was i had been planning this this trip for a long time and I didn't know exactly what or why, but there was like going to be, I just felt like I had a divine appointment with this desert, with Joshua Tree uh, National Park. And I just felt like something was going to happen while I was there. Or, and I may not even know what that was going to be till later. But I can guarantee you 
1000%. And you, and you asked me, you were like, do you think you're setting yourself up for failure? Basically, like, what if something doesn't happen? You know, and I just, yeah. And I said, I, I don't know. I just have learned to trust my gut, my intuition. And it was such a strong force about the connection I have to this place and needing to be there at this appointed time. And I am going to tell you, it did not disappoint. Um, it was kind of weird. Like some things happened while I was on the trip and we'll talk about that. And then I feel like some seeds were planted, but I don't know what those, those, those tree seeds are yet. You know what I mean? It's, I, there was a fulfillment and I wasn't forcing it to happen. It just, it just did. And I was like, okay, I understand now. Um, some of it's personal. Some of it's not stuff I can put into words, but I do want to talk about this trip because it was epic, 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 epic. And uh, the three wonderful friends that went with me, I know you were seeing the pictures and stuff as we were moving literally all over the place, but all their friends and people that know them, we had, they were getting text messages and social media feedback on their photos. And they're like, wait, you're where, wait, what? Like you, how, what are y'all doing? Like, and this is how it is when you road trip with me. You're like, wait, you're, I'll make up something. You're in Utah. Wait, now you're in Washington. Wait, that none of this <laughs> makes any sense. Like, you know, um, but that's how I roll. And I also, man, the research I did and the planning in order to pull this shit off was months long. Like, how can we cram in as much stuff? And there are some things that we had planned that we did not get to do just due to time. And, but it was, it was okay. It was like, we were, we were, we did everything we were meant to do. You know what I mean? As opposed to forcing some other stuff. So, um, it all panned out and I am absolutely exhausted mentally, emotionally, spiritually, every way you can be exhausted. I'm exhausted, but in the best way. Um, and we just had a great time. So I, I'm excited to talk to you. You saw the photos. Yeah. I want to talk about what, what was happening in between the photos. Because, dude, we've seen some shit. I, I have seen things I have, that I have never seen in my life. <laughs> People are strange. That is a fact. Um, but I think the most important part I want to talk about is I was like, the title of the show is The West is the Best in reference to the Jim Morrison poem I read in the last episode that said, the West is the best, get here and we'll do the rest. And it did. (laughs) So um, I have never explored this part of the country before. Um, So we did, we were in California and then we did part of Arizona and then fake, (coughs) excuse me, Vegas. (coughs) And I apologize to anyone listening. You're going to hear me cough throughout this episode because my, I don't, I forgot about dry desert air compared yeah. to the humidity here in Michigan and my poor little sinuses are like, what are you doing to us? Um, but anyway, so we did that and then we went back to LA and we flew home and I'm just going to talk, let's start with the highlights of this trip. Um, one, I needed a vacation. Like I needed to go and be stimulated have my senses and my brain and my soul just, it, reinvigorated um it was sensory overload that is probably the best way i can describe this this trip um so i will just start at the beginning um we flew into lax and i've never been to california before so that was kind of cool 
what was also cool is Joanna Barnes, who hosts here on the network. Uh, we don't talk about that. She went on the trip with me as well. And she had never been to California or Las Vegas. So there was a lot of firsts, you know, for everybody that was on the trip. And uh, LAX was, I was, ex- I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I was expecting this airport to be full of celebrities. And it just, it wasn't, it was just an airport, <laughs> nothing to write home about. Um, but we got a rental car and we got a Jeep, um, like, you know, it wasn't like a Jeep Jeep, like where you take the sides off. It was like a Jeep. I think Grand Cherokee or something, you know, nice SUV. And the first place we went was to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, that was cool to see, by the way. But I do want to talk about the real story was getting from the airport to there. Because one, you know, you hear about traffic in Los Angeles. (laughs) It's not a lie. It's crazy. Because it said like 46 minutes, but we were only going 12 miles. (laughs) It was wild. And so as we're sitting at stoplights, I'm looking around. I'm just like taking it all in. The sky is blue, blue, blue. The palm trees. I mean, like it was like such culture shock from being in gray, snowy winter, you know, Michigan. And we're sitting at the stoplight about halfway there and nothing looks bad. Like, and you know, Amy Hillman, right? from backroads so our friend amy had told me because she used to live there she says hey just so you know um i don't remember exactly where she used to live but she had shared a story with me about a month ago and said hey listen you know if you're in la just so you know if you drive through you know compton inglewood you know songs that we hear about uh i say songs but places we hear about in like you know tupac and you know whatever She's like, you'll drive through there and you won't realize you're in a place that may or may not be the safest because everything looks beautiful. Like the yards are manicured. Like, you know, it's a nice looking area, even though it's not necessarily the safest, uh, depending, you know. And I remembered her saying that because we're sitting at this stoplight and all of a sudden my friend Amy, who went with us in the background, goes, hey, um, I think we need to get the hell out of here. And I was like, Why? And she goes, we're on Crenshaw. And I was like, what? What? I, I, I felt bad because as someone who grew up listening to, you know, rap and hip hop, I just hadn't considered it. And all of a sudden I look over to the left and there's this beautiful mural of Kobe Bryant and Nipsey Russell. And I look over and I see this like intersection with a little strip mall. And I was like, I, I know that from somewhere. And I'm sitting here trying to piece it together. And we're just stuck at this stoplight that will never leave or change. And I'm like, I think that's where Nipsey Russell owned his. That's where Nipsey Russell was killed. I think. Like, I was almost positive, you know, that that's where it happened. And, of course, there's a mural there. So I'm thinking, oh, my God. She goes, yeah, like, you know, Easy e NWA. Like, this is where they all grew up. Like, on Crenshaw. It's mentioned in, like, every rap song. You know, <laughs> like, Ice-T, Ice Cube, all of them. And I'm like oh, okay, like, no big deal. And she's like, yeah, we got to get the hell out of here. Like, it was, we were not in a good area at all. And we're all just, like, four crazy Midwest white ladies who look like we're traveling through, just, ooh, like, taking pictures and stuff. And uh, Tourists. (laughs) Oh, it was a thing. And so we ended up having to go up and down that street a couple times trying to get to where we were going. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) 
but we're sitting at the stoplight with Angela driving, who's just like, hi, how are you? Being nice to everybody. And Amy's like, get the hell out of here. We got to go. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But anyway, so we went to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It was super wonderful. Um, it was kind of cool just to see that. Um, and then we, <laughs> oh, Lordy. So we're on Hollywood Boulevard. And one of our guests who was with us needed to purchase some accoutrements from one of the dispensaries there. 40% tax. What? On marijuana products. 40%. Really? Yep. And oh, the, pr- right. the prices are, su- I think the cheapest pre-roll they had was $18. That was, the, that was the bottom of the barrel stuff. And then plus 40% tax. Shut up. For real. Now. They were double the size, but okay. still, still, not when you can go get three and four and five dollar ones here. <laughs> like, that are so, decent quality. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just it was I was literally watching this unfold, like going, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, No. And so anyway, that was an interesting thing. Um, then we went to Venice Beach. And that was one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen in my life. I have never seen the Pacific Ocean. It was absolutely gorgeous. We were there kind of like close to when the sun was going to start setting. So we didn't watch the full sunset, but we got the beginnings. You know, it was good. Um, We actually went to a great little, I've never had like um, Mexican food in California. So you kind of have like that Baja style. Um, So we found a great restaurant in uh, Santa Monica and uh, enjoyed that had open windows, open air, you know, very beach vibey, um, super delicious fajitas, but, um, their chips are probably some of the best I've ever had in my life. Like their tortilla chips. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, but Venice beach was super special. Cause as we discussed on last episode, that is where the doors met like that. Well, they met at school, but that is where they really like decided to become a band and wrote songs. And like, so that was kind of cool just to be there. Um, so I want to talk to you though, about an experience that we had at Venice beach. Oh, we'd been there for about four, go ahead, four seconds, but go ahead. The, uh, the, the listeners can't see it, but the look on on your face right now tells me that this next story is going to be something pretty extraordinary. So I'm here for it. It was, it was funny. It was disturbing. And it also set the tone of weird, a weird theme throughout the entire trip, no matter where we went. There were, um, is it phallic? Is it phallus? Phallic? What's the appropriate word for? Phallic. Phallic. There was a, no matter where we went, there was some kind of weird phallic thing that happened. (laughs) That might not be the best way to put it. You'll understand as I go through the story. So we get to this beach and we're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. The water, the doors were here. I'm having like this spiritual, you know, moment, supposed to be meaningful. And we start walking toward the water and the water is not close to where we, like we, we parked close to the sand, but it's a long distance of sand you know to get from the parking lot to the actual ocean and so we start walking we're about halfway there and all of a sudden I really couldn't tell you which one of my guests that was with me mentioned it but somebody immediately goes holy shit that guy's naked (laughs) that's all I hear 
And I was like, what? And now, I want to preface preface this before I go any further with, we've talked about it a lot throughout all of my episodes, you know, alluded to, like, I support and I am compassionate for those with uh, mental illness, people who have addiction to whatever. But I am going to tell you that I failed in this moment to be compassionate because I was laughing so hard. And I said, I don't know if he's on bath salts or if he is ill or both. I don't know. But there was this young man and we gave him, I don't remember what the nickname was. I think somebody said, do you know what Flocka is? What does that mean? Do you know? Is that a drug? I think it's a drug. Somebody says, I think he's on Flocka or something. And I don't even, that's how ignorant I am. I don't even know what that means. So we kind of joked, like not joked, but like we named him Flocka. But I couldn't remember that word. So I kept calling him Falafel. So we referenced Falafel most of the time. But anyway, so we get to the beach. This young person is obviously speaking to themselves or to something that we couldn't see loudly. It was weird. Um, and, and he was dancing and then he had a, a, uh, oh my God, what was it? It was like a, a gourd, like a gourd. And he was like, like just trying to push it into the ground. Like he was like, like almost like a mortal and pestle. Like if you're going to grind spices, he was like, grinding this gourd into the sand and like yelling at it. I don't even know what the hell is going on. But the point was all of a sudden he stands up and he's dancing and like yelling to whoever he's talking to. And he is butt ass naked, butt ass naked. So I had taken some pictures of the beach, not realizing that this person was in the photo sitting on the beach. Like he was in the distance And my father sees this picture and I'm thinking he must have zoomed in because I didn't even know he was in the picture. I just thought it was a beach picture I took. Oh, no, it's him. You can see his butt crack. Like he's sitting, you know, in the beach. And my dad goes, did you go to a nude beach? And I was like, what? And I looked at the photo and I was like, oh, my God, he's talking about falafel. And so I had to like zoom in. I'm like, great. I have a picture of this guy and his butt crack. Anyway. It was a whole thing. And by the end, he was cold and he was in some kind of weird robe in a tent. I don't even know what was going on. So that was how we started. <laughs> and it just escalated from there. But anyway, we had a great time. I found my first sand dollar in my whole life. Did you? Like, yeah. So that was kind of special. In fact, we all did. Like, they weren't just in abundance. We all found one. So I was like, oh, my God. We went up and down that beach looking for rocks. We all found one sand dollar. And then Angela took a walk and was like praying that she would find two, uh, three more for her kids. And she found three more. I'll be damned. So she went with four. Amy, Joanna, and I each had one. And that's all we could find. It was like we were meant to have these sand dollars. It was just super cool. I have never seen like just organically found a sand dollar in my life. So I was like, oh, that's a good sign. Like, this is a unique thing, you know. And then we left and we started driving to Joshua Tree for the night. Our Airbnb was unbelievable. We were literally in the middle of the desert, surrounded by mountains. 
all sides, like full mountain range. And like, well, you saw the pictures, but like literally we were, the yard was sand with just little like yucca trees and stuff. Like it was just a desert. It was crazy. Um, beautiful home, great hot tub. We, I saw, that was another thing I saw. Um, I kept calling it Orion's, um, you know what belt. I'm talking about? Yeah. Is it the belt? Okay. Well, I kept saying something else that wasn't belt that wasn't pleasant, but <laughs> I couldn't remember <laughs> the word belt. Um, and so anyway, I got to see that and like never saw <laughs> that before. So that was super cool. And so we've crashed. We had a great time, but day two was the best day. We spent the whole day in Joshua tree. I went to the very gas station that I referenced in the last episode and I, um, where Jim Morrison drove up like while filming the video for riders in the storm. And that gas station is no longer a functional gas station, but it is a, I don't remember the name of it, but it's like a tourist place now. Like people can stop there, take your pictures, but it had like gift shop, you know, and stuff inside. So it was really neat. Um, and I got to stand right by that gas pump, like where he was. Like, I was just like, I was so giddy, but then we went into the park and I am going to tell you, I've never seen anything like that place in my life. Even though Angela and them were all excited to go. I am telling you, we climbed in caves. We went on Mount, like we, I've never seen a landscape like this. I was hugging trees. It was it was crazy. Like it's probably the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I would encourage any person to book a ticket and get your ass to just go, just go. Um, it, it was the skies, the, every picture you saw was unfiltered, unfiltered. Like it, and it just goes on. I think it's like 180 miles long the park it goes up to arizona or something i don't even know it's it's crazy there's just millions of those trees and hikes like we we met some really nice people there it's just i bought a go girl before i left in case i was stuck somewhere in the desert i had to pee um i did only have to use it once but um that was interesting but you can't you can't just go pee in a national park like that like you got to respect the you know the, the sacredness of the place. So all I'll say is thank God we had an empty ruffles bag from chips. You just have to be resourceful, man. We're in the, literally the middle. Use of what you got. Yeah. Yes. So I'm so thankful. I spent that $8 and got a go girl. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I don't even know if I can put it into words. Like, I, I don't think I can, like, it was just, I'm ready to pack my bags and move today. Like I'm ready to go, leave it all behind. Just start over. Like the vibe and the culture of that community, not just the park, but the actual town. So cool. We went to like, um, it was, uh, I think it was a Joshua tree saloon. Like it had dinner, great blue cheeseburger, by the way. But, um, the people there, it's very artistic, very bohemian, artsy fartsy, bunch of hippies, a lot of, but a lot of other, there's also a military base there, a Marine military base in 29 Palms, which is actually where our Airbnb was, but they're neighboring kind of like Grand Blank and Holly. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's families and people and tourists and whatever, but everyone there, it was just this, this vibe that was so 
I don't want to call it slow, but it was, it was creative. It was like, people just weren't, I don't even know how to explain it. it so Zen, Zen is the word I'm looking for, I think. Um, so anyway, we saw the military base and stuff, but that, that town there's gift shops and there's a coffee roastery. I, strangely enough, you might be surprised. I did not, I walked into the coffee roastery. The line was super long. It was a little expensive. I was fine with paying the price, but they didn't use a syrup that I like. And I was like, I just have a bad feeling about this. I think I'm going to be a Karen and they're going to get mad at me because I just had this feeling I'm not going to like it. <laughs> so I didn't buy any, um, but I did get some really cool souvenirs and stuff. But when we got back to the Airbnb after that day, I went out and they had these like hanging macrame like swings outside. I haven't swung on a swing in 20 years. I don't know. I sat in there and it just, I, I'm surrounded by mountains. The sun is setting. I'm in this like hammock swing and I felt like I was being like rocked like a baby. It was so like comforting. And then this hummingbird, there was no signs of life, by the way anywhere except coyotes you can hear them howling at night but other than that I didn't see an animal the whole first two days I was there of any kind and all of a sudden out of nowhere I'm sitting there and this hummingbird just comes out of nowhere and like came right up to me and like right on my swing <laughs> it just buzzed right in my face for like 20 seconds and then just took off and I was like what the hell like you know what I mean it was just like what are the odds it wasn't like we saw other types of birds. Like I didn't even see vultures or anything. Like there was just nothing, which is kind of odd. Was but Jim anyway, Morrison saying hi. Hey, it might have been. I don't know, but that was pretty cool. And uh, so anyway, I'll fast forward. But day three, we went and drove through the Mojave Desert and Route 66, and then we got to Grand Canyon West. So. Grand Canyon West is on tribal land. It's not the main park. Um, so it is not free. It was like 60. Well, it was going to be $60. We got there so late because we kept stopping to take pictures of things. So um, there was this big random gold Buddha statue just sitting in the middle of the Mojave Desert that people come and leave objects on. So we did that. And, you know, we just kind of, it was just really neat stuff. But um, by the time we got there, they said the last ticket sold at 4.30. We didn't get there till 5 o'clock. And we drove through mountains and mountains. And I mean, I was having anxiety attack most of the time. Like, Angela, I'm surprised she didn't kick me out of the car. Like, because I just don't do well with certain um, inclines and stuff. But I do want to talk to you about George the Bull before we go into Grand Canyon West. So... How do you feel about cattle? <laughs> do you like cows? Are you a, you a I don't have an opinion one way or another about them. They're just kind of there. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a, na a native Texan, you know, we had cattle everywhere. So, like, they're cows. You go to the rodeo. You visit cows. Like, you milk a cow on your school field trip. Like, it's just cows are a thing um, that I've never been afraid of. I've never thought any they're dangerous or anything like that. Apparently there's wild cows. So here in Michigan, we have the, you know, watch for deer signs, right? Mm -hmm. Like there they have signs for mountain goats with like the, like rams almost. Yeah. And cattle. 
And I'm like, oh, how cute. Maybe we'll see some cows. Like, you know, I just, we're in the middle of nowhere in desert and mountain. And I'm like, and Angela says, oh, no, 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 no. Like, you got to be careful up here. Like, it's not one cow. It's like a herd and they're wild. And I'm like, it's a cow. Like, what can a cow do? Right. Right. Cows can do things. It's a thing. <laughs> so I want you to just remember the weird theme of phallic thing <laughs> that I was talking about. So as we're driving and we're trying so hard to get there and then we're like, oh, my God, we're not going to get there in time. We're not going to be able to see it. And we drove, by the way, hours out of the way to Vegas to go see this. Like, so this was not like, oh, well, we'll just keep on driving. Like, this was hours out of the way. So we're driving, we're driving, we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. Nothing. No animals, nothing. All of a sudden, we see two cows, wild cows on the side, you know, in the in the field to the left of our road. And I was like, oh my God, pull over. I got to take a picture of the cow. I was so excited. So we get out, we pull over. There was a black cow and then a black and white cow. There's photos on my Facebook. You've seen them both if you go back and look. Mm-hmm. I get out of the car. It's a cow. What can a cow do? They're all in the car. Windows are rolled down. They're taking pictures. I have now exited the front seat. I have gone around into the middle of the street. And I'm like, I don't know, 20 feet away from the cow. Not close, but not far. And I'm like, hi, baby. Hi. Talking to it like an idiot. Trying to take a picture of the cow. And all of a sudden, I hear from the car, get in the fucking car. Get in the fucking car right now. Get in the fucking car right now. And I was like, I'm just, hold on. I'm taking a picture of the cow. And they're like, get in the goddamn car. Like, everyone's yelling at me. And all. And I'm like, oh, and look, it turned around to look at me. So they noticed very quickly that this was not a cow. It was a bull. Because oh. it decided to show us it was a bull. I wasn't paying attention. Because I was busy going, hi, baby. With the, you know, and it turned. We named it George. I don't even know why somebody in the cars named it George. George was not happy. George did not like being photographed. George did. He was with another cow that was must have been his lady friend. And it's a wild bull. And I'm in the middle of nowhere, 20 feet away. And he has now turned his whole body around facing me. And I'm like, oh, look at the, look at the cow. <laughs> he was starting to do his thing with the hoof. Oh, like. shit. <laughs> And they were like, get in the fucking car now. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, coming back to the car, the thing starts moving. And they're like, get in the car. And we take off. And they're like, that was a fucking bull. It was about to charge you. We were all going to die. So I survived Crenshaw twice. I survived Falafel on the beach. We didn't get accosted. And now I've survived George the Bull. Then... We continue on to the Grand Canyon West. And we got there and we saw the sign that says last ticket sold at 4.30. It's 5 o'clock and we're about 15 minutes away. So we get there and they, we didn't get to do the one we were going to do. But we, they still were offering a different tour that was shorter because they close at sunset. And we got there and we're like, okay, even better. We saved money. I think the tour was $23, the one we were going to do. And we get on this freaking bus. And this bus is going up a mountain, like cliffs on both sides. I, 
I, talking about it makes me want to throw up. Like it was so scary, like getting to the top of this place. And they're like, and by the way, you know, don't, don't do anything crazy. Cause there's no railing. There's no railing. It's just, you, you fuck up. You're in the bottom of the Canyon. Like that's the deal. And no one's coming to get your ass. Like it's, <laughs> So I literally am terrified of ledges. I am terrified. I, it's not even heights. It's ledges. I don't like being next to the wall on the freeway. It gives me anxiety. Like any, and I'm claustrophobic. So we get off. I'm so nauseous when I get off this thing. Cause I'm just, and it's not level ground. This is not a tourist area. It's tribal land. They have a, they have a building there and that's about it. And so these people, I, I can't, I can't even like, when I think of it to this second, I literally want to throw up. And I think Joanna did almost like did this. And then jo- Angela did it on a different one. You can walk like, you know, it's the Grand Canyon. Like you're up on a flat surface and you can kind of look over and look into the canyon. You see the Colorado River. It's beautiful. But there's these two other higher like mountainy looking things that you can go climb up and stand on the tippity top. And you're literally on this extra mountain peak in the middle of a canyon, of the Grand Canyon. And it's like, I'm sure it's the best panoramic views and photos. And people, there's like 50 people up there, like climbing up these uneven rocks to get to this one small space that was probably 10 feet wide. Like not that big by comparison, right? Right. And they're just standing. And if you lost your balance... You're toast. Like, there's nowhere to go. Like, you don't just fall down on some rocks. Like, you would be in the canyon. Joanna's dumbass went up there and did it. I didn't watch. I didn't watch. I was like, if you two go do that, I'm going to go by the bus. I don't want to see it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I was like, I will be having an anxiety attack. So, they did it. I don't know what they, I don't want to talk about it anymore. But that's what they did. (laughs) The good news is I faced one of my own fears, though, and I very slowly inched my way to the edge of the main platform. And I literally, I didn't look down. I just, I took my phone and I just stuck it over and snapped a bunch of pictures. And then like, and then I literally ran. I ran away. (laughs) But that was a big deal for me, like, because I don't do that. And so, but I will tell you this talk about sensory overload man that was one of the most incredible things i've ever seen and then we watched the sunset over the grand canyon which was fantastic until you have to get back on the bus and go back down the mountain with no ledges i I mean no like railing you're just driving a bus down a narrow street in the dark and then we had to drive to vegas in the dark back through the cattle and the cows I needed so many drugs. I wanted to be on whatever falafel was on by the time we made it to Vegas. Like it was a lot. Yeah. And then it was so weird to be in all this nature. And then like we drove into this, you know, sin city. <laughs> like it was just, it was crazy. So anyway, we stayed at the Flamingo. We had a great stay. Um, Vegas is not something I enjoyed. Like, I mean, we had, we made a good, you know, we had a good time, but I have like no desire to ever go back there again. Really? It was the least favorite part of my trip. Yeah. Um, had you it, been to Vegas before? 
20 something years ago. I went once with my ex-husband and um, we stayed at New York, New York that time. And it was fun. I mean, there were fun things about it, but it's just every, everywhere you go, we got girl. We, I say girl, sorry. I'm so used to talking like that. Um, I had to say, we had to save Angela from some fake Buddhist monks on the side of the road that were trying to like, they don't, there's no autonomy there. Like people just come up and scam, they're scam. Everything, everything is a scam and they just touch you. Like they were like Buddhist monks coming up and like just grabbing your hand and putting bracelets on you. Oh, fuck that. No. And we were like, no, we don't want it. They're like, no, right here. What you want, right? Peace. $20. You have peace for $20 and you get this bracelet. And then like, if you want more love and peace in your life, you can do 50, a hundred, $1,000. Like, and I'm literally like, what the hell? Like, what is going on right now? And then there's showgirl people and characters all over the place. And everywhere they go, they'll, they'll get you and be like, come on, let's take a picture. And then they'll be like, that's $60 each. So, and this was everywhere. So, like, I don't do peddlers. It's, right. Im- imagine, like, Jason, have you ever been walking in a mall and the kiosk people that want to sell you the bullshit that's in the middle of the mall? Mm-hmm. You want a perfume sample? Mm-hmm. Do you want the, uh, come over here? Let me do a free thing for you on your face. Like, everywhere we went was that. It, and and they were aggressive. I literally watched a woman. And her partner, like, that were two of these characters, they were in, like, showgirl outfits, um, silver booty shorts with feathers, and they had silver pasties on. So just boobs are out. And they they hoodwinked this guy and his 18-year-old son into getting a picture. I watched it happen. This was, like, on our way back from Fremont Street. And I was like, don't do it, brother. Don't do it. Don't do it. And so he just goes, okay, cool, thanks. And he walked off. And she goes, oh, no, 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 poppy. Oh, Poppy, no, no, that's $200, Poppy. And he was like, what? He's like, no. And he just walked off. She chased his ass for two blocks. For real? Yep, I watched it. Poppy, Poppy, oh, no, no, you don't do that to me, Poppy. And I was just like, is she going to shank him? Like, what's going on right now? Like, I don't. And And keep in mind, I just told you she had pasties on. No bra, no nothing. She's running down the street, just boobs flopping in the wind. Oh, no, Papa, you owe me $200 or something like that. And he was, finally, he just turned around. He was like, here, and he just threw some money at her. And they, like, took off. I was like, man, I feel bad that that's, like, what people have to do for a living. Like, you're not just like, hey, it's like, are you a D-lister? Like, you couldn't be a stripper or a showgirl. So now you have to sit on the side of the road and, like, chase people down to get their picture. It's It's so scammy. It was so weird. I didn't like it at all. No, that sounds absolutely awful. Yeah, and everywhere I walked, I was like, I had to like, it was like, bobbing and weave, bobbing and weave. Like, okay, let's walk behind here to avoid these people. Like, it was so annoying. And finally, I just turned around and we saw another one of the fake Buddhist monks in the shoe. He was like, hello. And I was like, no, no. I put my finger up. I was like, get away from me. No. (laughs) I was very proud of myself. Because I don't normally do that. I I try to be nice to be like, no, thank you. You know, they don't care. They don't care. Like, they're so aggressive. And then I think Joanna told, there was a guy dressed like Captain America. And he was bothering her. And she was like, no, 
And he was like, oh, come on, like, you, you, you ladies have such great outfits on. We looked homeless by this point. We were, like, so tired and sweaty and nasty. And she goes, you don't even look like Captain America. Something about, she was like, does this make sense to you? Like, something about bees? Bees and Captain America? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting the story wrong. I don't know. She told him. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But, like, Captain America was trying to chase her down. Like, it was crazy. So I was safe inside the hotel. But here is the culture shock of Vegas. I don't remember 25 years ago, 20 years ago, what we paid for food and stuff because my ex-husband paid for it. I didn't have to pay the bills. Like, at that time, he just used the card and paid for things. $13 for a latte at Starbucks. The croissant, like the chocolate croissant that you can get. It's normally like $3.95, you know, at a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. $11.95. Jesus Christ. We, now keep in mind, we were very resourceful on this trip. We bought, we stopped at many a Dollar General across California at a little grocery store. We had salami and cheese in the car and a cooler. We bought a 12-pack of sodas. You know what I mean? Like, we had food. Right. So we really, we really only ate out three times while we were there. The rest of it was just, you know, improv, Im- improvising. But w- we went to the food court at the Flamingo. I was like, okay, we're not going to go to the big restaurants. Like, let's just run down here and grab something for dinner. Like, fast food-ish, right? Yeah. $48.99 for a pizza. For a pizza? I, a pizza. Not a name for a pizza. Yes. I walked next door to the wing place. They wanted $18.99 for a six-piece wing. I was in just sticker shock. I was like, nope. And I had budgeted so precisely for this trip. And I was on point. I even came home with money. I was shocked. I was so frugal. But I literally, I just started crying in the middle of the food court. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to eat the rest of this trip. Like, I can't afford to eat here. Like, you know, that's just not what I had budgeted for. And I said, I'm going to go to my room and eat salami and cheese. I was like, I can't. It's not even about not being able to afford it. I just, there's no, you, there's not a world. There's nowhere in the world that I will ever pay $50 for a pizza. Right. Ever. Like, even if I had the money, I would not do it. I was like, that is insane. So anyway, there was no affordable place to eat in that hotel. And so um, the next day I said, we have to go find one of the buffets. Like, that's not $8,000, right? So we ended up going to Fremont Street, which is old Vegas. I've never been there before. And... It has a reputation. I'm not sure if you know this. For It's like where all the freaks hang out. Whatever that mm-hmm. means. Which is saying something when you're in Vegas and you got Captain America running after you. But be that as the oh, thing. <laughs> it, it was everything and more. Like, I, I saw a guy. I don't know if you saw the photo. They have all these, like, so street artists, people playing music for tips. Yeah. Um, dancers, just people, just regular everyday people dancing. There's a lot of homeless people, you know, people are walking through this whole experience and there's just all kinds of people wanting money for something. 
along with all the shops and the stores and stuff. Um, great guy playing music, but there was a guy who dressed up like Dave Chappelle from Chappelle Show. Uh, what's the character he has with the cocaine and the beanie? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what the name of the character is, but I know it's been in memes yeah, for the was, last 10 years. Exactly. But it was um, his character from the, from the Chappelle show, that thing. And he was out there. I was cracking up. He looked just like him, too. I was. It was so funny. Um, they have, like, these spas. They're called fish spas. Have you ever heard of this? Mm-mm. You stick your feet and like, it's like getting a pedicure. And you put your feet in there. And they put fish in there. And the fish eat all the dead skin off your oh. feet. Now, I'm going to start by saying that seems creepy weird, but if I was ever going to do it, it would never be in a place in Vegas to do it. <laughs> like, it, it, it was, there were just the most strange people, strange shit going on in there. I'm like, it's like, and I think I'm always, you tell me at 40, in your 40s, you're looking for something real in your life. You're looking for meaning. I think this is why I didn't enjoy Vegas. It's a fantasy. Like everything there is fake. Everything is pageantry. Everything is scammy and soliciting. And it's just, oh, like it's just everything that I'm not. Right. And so it just, we did have a, I won $50. That was a win. I didn't lose money. I won. Well, so you could have bought you could have bought yourself a pizza with your winnings. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I played. We actually, when we got down to the end of Fremont Street, we found this buffet. It was twenty bucks a person, which wasn't bad. And I said, okay, we went in. It was delicious, by the way. It was at the Plaza in Old Vegas, and uh, the. But I will tell you a very special moment I had on this trip when we walked into that hotel or the casino, whatever, I, I opened the front door and literally within a millisecond, this smell went into my nostrils and I was transported instantly back to being around six to eight years old. It was the exact smell of my grandfather's law office because that was back in the old days when you could smoke, you know, inside or whatever. And their home, it was this very specific scent and it smelled just like my grandfather's law office in their house like it was like that kind of old musky like 1980s smell like if you walked into something that had not been touched in time since like the 80s and like smoke or tobacco smell and I swear to god I was like I just had to stop I almost cried I was like like, I haven't smelled that smell in 35 years. You know what I mean? Like, it was right. just really, it was weird. <clears throat> but also very special. And so I looked at them. I had not played any, I wasn't there to gamble. But I said, you know what? After we eat, there's something special about this casino. Like, I am literally, I feel like my grandpa's with me right now. Like, it's super weird with that smell. And I said, if I'm going to play slots, let me go play it here. I'll put five bucks in. Maybe I'll get lucky. And I won 50 bucks. I was like, thanks, Papa. That was great. So that was kind of special. And then um, lastly, Joanna took me to 
a musical. Uh, we went and saw Menopause the Musical together uh, for my birthday. And it was hilarious, phenomenal. The show was great. And Angela took Amy and they got to meet Wayne Newton. Oh, and yeah. oh, both of them. That was like their dream. It was like their bucket list to go and see and meet Wayne Newton. Oh, he came down and like kissed Amy on the cheek and was singing to her because she's native. And he was talking to her about that. I don't even know. They were both in hog heaven. And Angela was like, I'm never washing this hand again. Smell my hand. That smells like Wayne Newton. (laughs) It was just so funny. Um, And then I think other than obviously we got, you know, we got home and everything. But I think the most (laughs) hilarious. The most hilarious thing, and I won't spend a lot of time on it because I think you kind of had to be there and I won't waste my listeners' ears with it. But the bus, we decided to take, we bought a day pass in Vegas for the bus so that we could get over to Fremont Street because it wasn't close. We waited so long to get on that bus and I'm like, oh, we'll just take the bus. No big deal. You, if you want, to just have a real experience. Take a bus in Vegas. This lady gets on. <coughs> Is this like a public bus? Is it like yes. something? That, okay. Yes. This woman gets on, sits down immediately next to Joanna and across from me. She has a huge garbage bag. Huge. Full of I don't know what. She sets it down. She leans on it. And we're like. I didn't really think anything of it. And then she looks at Joanne and she goes, hey, listen, just want to like let y'all know, don't be scared. And we were like, of what? She's like, there's just nothing. It's just a bunch of clothes and my hair straightener. My hair straightener's in there. It's just a bunch of clothes and my hair straightener. There's no need to be, no need to be scared. No need to be scared. And I was like, I'm fucking scared. What the hell's going on? <laughs> like this sure. lady was weird. So she kind of says something, you know, says a couple sentences. I don't even remember what she said. It was just awkward, like, small talk and we kind of played into that for just a few minutes and then she goes and hey seriously i do not want y'all to be afraid of me and this bag red flag don't talk to me you're crazy something's going on i need to get the hell off this bus and we couldn't talk about it but angela's like kristen she just got out of prison (laughs) like that's what they do like or jail or something like they give you all your shit in a bag from that moment till the moment We almost got back to the hotel. She never stopped talking. And she was manic, like manic. I it was and she we had we had like this whole 10 minute conversation. And by conversation, I mean she was just talking at us. Joanna played dead. Joanna literally fell over on Angela and played dead for 35 minutes. (laughs) I had my head buried in the side. I was like, please make it stop. Please make it stop. But she was like, hi, she told Joanna, could you be friends with my sister? Joanna goes, no. She goes, well, that's rude. But anyway, my sister was kind of, and she just went on and on. And then she was like, you know what? You know what? Why did we stop having pay phones? There should be a pay phone on every block. What, who had that idea? What's up with pay phones? I don't know. She went on about pay phones for like easily eight straight minutes. No breathing in between. It was crazy and then um i don't know she ended up talking to there was a guy from dublin ireland sitting to my left on the bus 
and I happened to notice him. He was literally, I can't do it because where people can see this, only you can see it. But imagine, put your, you know, what do you say? Like your, your fist on the side, like lean on your fist and open your mouth like, like in <laughs> shock and awe. And he's watching this like it's a, like a reality show. Like he was so entertained. And so finally she missed her bus stop. So she got off on the next one. And she was like, so now we've been on the bus a straight 40 minutes of her just talking crazy shit, like loud, annoying everybody. And every, I almost said something to her, but I was like, I don't think that's good. We're stuck on a bus. She's got a bag of, I don't know what over there. <laughs> like she's going to go postal. And so finally she gets off the bus and she goes, I got to go now. And Joanna's playing dead. She goes, no, that's horrible. And the lady goes, it's okay. You'll make some other friends. And she gets off the bus. And as soon as the bus door closes, the guy from Dublin who has not said a word the whole time goes, let's give a round of applause. And like everybody in the bus was clapping. And then he goes, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. He goes, I'm from Dublin. We don't have people like that there. And <laughs> jo Joanna goes, welcome to America. It was the most. And, and then the next stop was not our bus stop. But I said, we're getting off this bus. I, we got to get off this bus right now. <laughs> this is not good. So we ended up walking the last three blocks. I was like, I can't be on this bus anymore. Everybody's crazy. So, um that's as much as I can summarize that story. You would have had to be there for the rest of it, but um, it was an experience. And uh, anyway, we made it back to LA through the mountains in morning traffic. We flew home. We got home at nine last night. I feel so exhausted, but invigorated. And then just like a lot of emotional, you know, breakthroughs and just, just a bunch of stuff, you know, that happened all, all on the in-between through, through these experiences. And everyone who was with me felt the same, like, you know, just, it, it was so special. So anyway, I will say, I agree with the sentiment of the poem of Jim Morrison's, the West is the best get here and we'll do the rest. And it did not disappoint. So, um, I don't know. I look forward to, whatever definitely the things that were stirred up in me or reignited or allowed me to process and deal with some things like I, I can see that that experience will have ripple effects you know down the line um so I think everything that I was feeling about going absolutely did happen and I felt like validated like yep okay I get it now I didn't know how it was going to unfold wasn't quite how I expected it, but it definitely came to pass. So anyway, that's the summary of my trip. So we, oh, and then the theme, by the way, about the bull. So we, first we saw falafel and his. Assets. <laughs> then we saw the bull. And then I swear to God, every place we went, there was just like some random penis somewhere, like some. It, it was like, it could have been um, like a, a souvenir, which they had those, um, it, a piece of, oh, 
right across from our hotel was Caesar's Palace. As soon as we walk out, they have a statue of David with the like everywhere we went, it was just phallic everywhere. It was so funny. Like, <laughs> we don't know why. I'm not asking any questions. I just, it was a theme. Right. So now you were watching this through through Facebook postings of photos because I do photo dumps at the end of every day so mm -hmm. I can clear up my phone. So from anything I told you, are you inspired to go to the West? Do you have any questions for me about this trip? Do you have any funny things or observations? Do you, did you see anything in photos that you thought was interesting or something that you would like to ask me about this crazy uh, life experience that I have now shared with you and my listeners? Well, the first thing that comes to mind after listening to all this, because when you, I made a point to check out your page every day because I wanted to, number <laughs> one, I wanted to make sure that you guys were okay. You know, because well, I will low key tell you, I, I had some concerns about the four of you going out there by yourselves, being so far away from home and being in. For the lack of a better term, foreign territory, you know. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make sure more than anything that that you guys were okay. And I knew once I saw a photo dump, I'm like, all right, they survived this day. So I, you know, I feel better about shit. That that's legit. Now, having heard all this, like I have never had a um I've never had an overwhelming desire to visit Las Vegas. Las Vegas is one of those places. It's, it's almost, it's almost mythical. Like pe people, and you explained it why, because, well, it's fake. Like everything about right. it, the whole premise of it is not based on reality. It's based on fantasy. And you have reiterated that for me. Yeah. So my less than <laughs> desire to go to Las Vegas was amplified, and I have absolutely zero interest in going to Las Vegas. And so, because knowing me the way that I am, if Captain America had walked up to me, if I, if, if I was with you guys, when that bullshit happened, that motherfucker would, would have gotten a promo like he ain't never heard. I, I can assure you of that. Um, but the one thing that I, that I will that I will say is this. I knew what this trip meant to you because you talked about it on the last episode, but yeah. we've talked about it in, you know, off the air too, in real, real conversation. So I was praying more than anything, God, please let this be what she needs, <laughs> what you need, because I have watched you up close and from afar. Like I knew you needed this trip for a variety of reasons. Right. Yeah. And I wanted more than anything for this to be what you needed, not what you wanted, what you needed. Yeah. I got that sense through your yes. pictures. I got to see that in one aspect, but to hear you talk about it. And as you were talking about it, these certain pictures came to mind. Yeah. There was one that, that you shot. It was one of the last days you were out there. It was of, of the mountains, but the, the, the color of the sky mm -hmm. uh, was like a blue and pinkish, you know, kind, kind of landscape. And I'm like, 
man, that's a fucking album cover. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The the ties with the doors. And I'll be honest with you, after you recorded your your last episode, I yeah. did a deep dive into Jim Morrison. I did yeah. a deep dive into the doors, more so than I ever have. And yeah. I'm like, man, this is what she needed. And I knew that's what you needed. Yeah. So to, to for you to verbalize it in the way that I felt like you were experiencing it makes yeah. me so happy for you because you were able to do something that you desperately wanted and needed. And well, I like, love the fact that you had friends with you that means something to you um, to, to share that experience with. And sidebar, uh, a- Amy and I yes. are now Facebook friends. So. Yes. So I have to actually tell you that. Okay. So I, I won't spend too long on this, but I think it's, it's people who've known me for a long time kind of know this about me. Um, but when I kept saying to you, like, I have a divine appointment with this desert. Like I, 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 by any means necessary, I have to be there and I have to go there. And what I'm going to receive from this experience can only be had there. I could not have achieved what I received any other place like that. That's all I could explain. And I didn't have to have, like, I couldn't put into words exactly why, because I didn't know why I just knew I needed to be there. And I don't still think I can put into words. It's just, it defies words. Like what, what I needed, what I wanted, what I, I don't know, like what, I, I, I don't even have the words for it. But that was absolutely validated. The moment we got there, I was like, and what was super in, incredible was that when I, when I travel with other people, and especially if I'm planning a trip, and they got, oh, Angela already knew. Joanna kind of knew from our UP trip. But when you travel with me on a road trip, I, I posted this this morning, you will be pushed to your physical and mental and every limit. We oh don't think we had we had our moments like we were all so emotional and overwhelmed by very different aspects of this trip stuff that wouldn't even make sense to other people. Um, but I'll give you an example. Angela grew up, or at some point she was in Arizona as a child, and some I didn't even know this until we got there. When we crossed the Arizona state line, we stopped at a Love's gas station. Because also what I found out is California doesn't sell menthol. So I had a whole ordeal of trying to find cigarettes while I was there. And anyway, it was a thing. But anyway, we made it to Arizona. The first thing we did was stop at a Love's gas station. And Angela literally burst into tears. And I was like, "What? what's wrong? What's gone? I never thought I would be back here again. Like she always wanted to come back to Arizona. And she just never could envision a time that she would ever step foot in Arizona. It's a very special place for her. We're at a freaking Love's gas station. Now, it's beautiful. There's huge mountains everywhere. Like, it's a gorgeous place. But I didn't know how special that was for her. Like, there was something in her that needed healing about her childhood. You know, like, there were moments for Joanna. There were moments for Amy. There was, like, it, we all, like, we did stuff on this trip that was uncomfortable took us out of our comfort zones, 
stuff we were afraid of. Like, I think I made a post a couple days ago. I didn't conquer my fear, but I faced it in doing certain things, like stepping toward the edge of that canyon, like allowing someone to drive me through terrains that I, I mean, I literally, I'm not going to minimize panic attacks because I did have one. I had one actual like chest tightening, like full blown panic attack on this trip. I had probably 20 mini attacks just drive like riding in the car through the you know and Angela tried to prepare me for that she was like Kristen we're going through mountains like I know how you are just driving on the free like riding on the freeway like getting somewhere in Detroit this is a whole other world and I'm like how do you explain that to someone who has no frame of reference and you don't know I'm in it now and I just had to face it I had to learn to sing and breathe through it instead of crying and like ah I just started singing what I was thinking. I was like, I am so afraid. I do not like this. Like I was trying to like self-soothe and the physical toll that took on me. It's like fight or flight, fight or flight, fight or flight. Okay, I'm fine. Fight or flight, fight or flight. It was just nonstop like the whole time. So by the end of it, we were all in a mood. We'd all been through some shit <laughs> like we have our, you know, we're family, we're chosen family. So we're not only friends, but we're family and family gets complex. And we have, you know, we, I don't want to say we fight, but we, you know, we're human. Like, so we had to work our way through a couple of those episodes. You know what I mean? Just trying to like cohesively get through this, this process together. And so I think it definitely strengthened our friendship, but Amy that you brought up. So this was interesting. So Amy went to high school with my husband or went to school with my husband. They've known each other for 30 plus years. I became friends with her about 10 years ago. So she's a very close friend of mine, but she did not, she's never met Joanna and Angela. So she went on a trip with two people. She has no idea who they are. And we, we all went to karaoke on Thursday night so they could meet and then left, you know, Friday morning. And what I was going to come full circle to say is people that know me know this about me. Like, I don't want to call myself psychic or anything like that. I have an intuition. I'm very empathic. But I just had a feeling like weird synchronicities were going to happen on this trip. And wouldn't you know, on the drive at freaking, what time did we leave? I don't even know. We left at 5 a.m., I think, Friday morning to head to the airport. So Amy and Joanna start talking. Amy and Joanna went to high school together. Amy knows Joanna's father who passed away. They used to hang out at all kinds of places in the same spots in Troy. Like long, uh, Joanna's father was the janitor at the high, Troy High School. And Amy knew him and actually had a very special story about an encounter she had with him that Joanna never knew about. Like that was healing. And so they knew all kinds of mutual people that I don't know. It's from a different life of theirs. Right. And they connected in a way that, like, what are the odds that I just bring this person on a trip and they have, like, all this weird history and, like, missed, missed cross paths, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so that was super special. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, that was kind of a neat thing. And I think it put Amy at ease. And I mean, no offense, if you know Angela, which she, you know, she's not a host or anything on here, but everyone's at ease with Angela. She's the most nurturing, loving mama bear of everybody. So she, God bless that woman. She did all the driving. 
I don't even know how she's standing. I saw her this morning for coffee. <laughs> she was just like, <laughs> we're all look like we look like death's door, you know, but it was wonderful. I will go back to my episode two of this podcast and talk about wanderlust. You and I have talked about it numerous times on other episodes, not just Jim Morrison and the doors, but like getting out of your bubble, go to a place you've never been, talk to people you've never met, experience places you've never been. You will, the gift you will receive from doing so are experiences and lessons and breakthroughs that you've never had. And that, is medicine for the soul, like in every way. So um, you'll think about things that you never thought about. Like they're just back in your subconscious. You know what I mean? Just stuff starts like coming to the forefront. And I think my favorite photo that encapsulates this entire trip since you saw them, I might, I think I'm going to post a few on, on the podcast Facebook page too, to talk about this episode, but um, is one, they caught one of me hugging the tree. I think it's my profile picture now. Mm-hmm. I was like, you precious Joshua tree, I have to hug you. Like, you know, um, and then there's one of me on the beach and then there's another one. I don't know. There's a couple of them that are, but some that I took of the friends that went with me that they're just stoic. They're just, you know what I mean? Like you can just feel like what we're feeling in that moment of being in these places. And quite frankly, you could pay all the money in the world to go to Vegas for pageantry and none of it compares to seeing Grand Canyon and Joshua Tree. Like you can't emulate that. You can't recreate it. It It's natural and it's part of history and nature and it's just like magnificent and majestic. And there's just not enough pageantry and fake hotels and rides and experiences that can really compete with that and what it can do for you. So, um, if you ever do decide to go to Vegas though, I can, I'd be happy to give you some suggestions on what could be a pleasant trip if you're not really looking for that part of it, but you want to like, check it out there. I think now we even talked about it on the way back. I was like, if I ever had to come back here, here's how I would do it. I don't know that I, I said, if I do, it'll be five or 10 years from now. Like it, I have no desire. There's like a million other places I'd rather be, but I will tell you that you absolutely 1000% should figure out a way to get a flight to Palm Springs, get your ass in a car and drive your ass to Joshua tree national park. I don't know. That's all I can say. It's not just because it's special to me. Three million people a year visit this place. It's a, you know, it's a thing. But the food, the people, the culture, the climate, the weather, the, these trees, like you just can't see them everywhere else. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like a, it's like nature's playground. You're like, ooh, there's a cave. Let's go climb a rock. Like it's, it's just so cool. So you, you got to go sometime in your life before you get old and feeble go well i don't know if that's ever going to be a thing i'm convinced that i'm immortal and this is just the way it's oh i forgot be about for, that yeah yeah i need you to recognize uh <laughs> what what this is that the blessing and a curse but be that as it may uh you know what uh, the the thing that i took away from it from 
you know, share you sharing your story here, the pictures that I've seen. Um, absolutely love that for you that this wound up being what it was. I mean, d- despite despite these uh, moments of insanity, you know, especially the hair straightening lady and with the garbage bag and Captain America <laughs> and all this other shit. George the Bull, I feel like, is going to be immortalized in a new T-shirt on your online store. So that'll be fun to to design. Yeah. But seriously, though, I see a difference in you right now, even through the screen here. Your aura is different. (laughs) It really, truly is. And I know it's it's a direct result of this trip. And I absolutely love the fact for, I mean... You're one of those people that you give so much of yourself to other people and like nonstop. You put everything and everybody else before your wants and needs a lot of the time. So for you to be able to have an experience where um, you are, for the lack of a better term, touched on the most internal level because of an experience, because of a trip, because of your environment. That's what things like that are meant for, for people like you to refill your cup. 100%. And that, that is on full display here. I, I can hear it. I can see it. And it couldn't happen to a better person, somebody that uh-huh. truly needed it and deserved it. So I love, I love that for, for you, for Angela, for Joanna, for Amy, like you guys, you, the, the four of you needed this for different reasons. Yes. And the fact that you were able to do this, even with, you know, minor things of bickering back and forth, because that happens, you know, you can't be, yeah. you can't be with some, with a group of people and not have something happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, uh, you know, the fact that you four were able to, to do this and you each took away a collective batch of memories but you have individual ones too that's what things like this is all about and i love that for you i appreciate that and before uh i tie a bow on this episode i cannot believe that i completely forgot one of the very most important things about uh a place we went um after we went to the hollywood walk of fame we went over to the hollywood forever cemetery First of all, that is one of the most beautiful cemeteries I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it is majestic. Um, I did not realize, and I don't want to say that it is a completely Jewish cemetery, but I think it is. I, 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 if I'm wrong, there are 98% of everyone buried there is Jewish, um, just from all the ones we saw, you know, and the stuff. But I made it. I had a goal and I made it and I put my hands on that tombstone and I touched it and I went and visited and paid my homage to Estelle Getty who played Sophia on the Golden Girls. That was a big thing for me. I wanted to do that and thought of my grandmother and my mom and my aunts and like that was just very special uh, for me for a lot of other reasons. And then we went over and saw uh, where Judy Garland is interred, um, which is inside. I mean, it's inside. It's like a big production. Um, And simple because she's in 
like in a wall, like of marble, but um, they have like a sign in book where you can leave a note and they have a ruby red slipper and like, it's very beautiful, but simple and elegant. Um, that was super emotional for Angela, for me, like we all have our own attachments to her. Uh, I saw where Burt Reynolds is buried, um, Jane Mansfield, a couple other people, but Chris Cornell, that was a big one to be able to stop and, and see and pay homage to. Um, I feel like I don't, I didn't really listen to the Ramones, but Amy did. Amy was a Ramones fan. So she got to go, you know, kind of visit where Johnny Ramone is buried. And uh, what's her name? Valerie Harper who played Rhoda yeah. on the Mary yeah. Tyler Moore show. Um, you know, there's a couple of things like that. So that was a really special experience. Beautiful. Just totally worth it. There's turtles, swans, peacocks. It's just, it's gorgeous. Um, but me being able to, to go there where Estella's buried was a big deal for me. So I just want to throw that in because that was actually a huge, like bucket list item for several of us. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I appreciate your sentiments and your feedback on that. And for anyone who listens to my show, maybe you cared to hear about my trip. Maybe you didn't, I don't know, but this is, uh, I kind of just really feel like what my show has become is not just talking about just my life all the time, but how that can apply to anybody. You know what I mean? And it's just through my own lived experience that I'm sharing that. But if whatever that place is for you, if there's a special place in your heart or in your life that holds meaning for you for any reason, it can be the most minimal it sounds stupid to other people. You know what I mean? Like whatever that space is for you. Um, if there's a special place that uh, reminds you of people who've passed on or people in your life or um, connections to certain things, just do it, make it happen, buy the ticket, book the trip, go, go, go. And you don't have to, to break the bank to do it. Like, I mean, people look at everything we just did and probably think we spent a fortune and we did not. This trip was $550 a piece that covered everything except spending money and food. And even in that, I think, because, you know, we, we all broke it down and um, made little installment payments, you know, just to get it all paid off. And then we went and that included everything, rental car, Airbnbs, hotels, everything. And then, I don't know, I think I spent $250 maybe on the whole trip, like spending money. Like, cause we bought food and then if you go with people, you can share, you know, we split a, split a meal or whatever. So you can make these things happen, um, without having to be wealthy or whatever. So, but I guarantee you, you will reap the return on your investment is far more than just having a good time if you pick special places, you know what I mean? That have connection to you. So I just encourage anyone listening, like don't put it off. We're not all immortal like Jason and you, you got, you'll, you know what do they say? YOLO. And you just might see your very own falafel or bull, uh, George, the bull on your trip. <laughs> Those are what make road trips great though. For you sure. know what I mean? And the views and the valleys and all the things that we saw, some were expected, some weren't. That picture you talked about, about the pink sky, Angela actually took that picture. That was on our, while we were sitting in traffic trying to get back to LA. But we still had, while sitting in traffic, we were looking at that. You know what I mean? So you can just find the magic and the joy in, in, in the journey. 
And I think that's, uh, that's really what this was all about. So anyway, I'm excited that I had a place to talk about it and you got to hear about it. And now for anyone, well, actually this episode will come out after the fact, but this Friday, this Friday, um, is my birthday party at Backroads. I saw from the post. So who is Sean co-hosting with you? I, I, I don't know if he is planning on co-hosting or if he's planning on just making an appearance. Like, I don't know what his dynamic is okay. um, in terms of that. I know I'm going to be there. I know I'm bringing my shit with me so <laughs> we can do the live podcast event thing there. But I think you're going to have many co-hosts. You might just have rotation. That's what I assumed. It was, that's why it, it hasn't been a brand specific. It's been yeah. a PFC All-Stars type of thing. I don't know okay. if Sheridan is, is planning on coming out because I know we had talked about it uh, when we when I did Joanna the live show. Yeah, Joanna for sure. Um, whoever, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm coming for you. That's that's Thank all that you. that's all that fucking matters. Well, that's I'm why excited. I made the graphic for it. Let's let's celebrate yep. you. Well, we're gonna have a, a a very hippie birthday, and I'm, I'm not wearing bell wear. bottoms though. I'm wearing Harvey's pants. I'm sh- the last time Backroads had a '60s party. Harvey, who for anyone listening is like. Reminds me of Mick Jagger, like in every way. He's so cool. He's the coolest person I know. He really um, is. He really is. Top notch. Unique and different. Walks to the beat of his own drum. Dresses to the beat of his own drum. He is so cool. But he had on these really cool swirly orange tie-dyed hippie pants. And I said, oh my God, I love your pants so much. And the next week after the hippie party, he came and he gave me his pants. I'll be damned. So I'm going to wear Harvey's pants. For my birth for my birthday party. So that'll be exciting. And I'm sure we'll make a mention of that next week on another follow-up episode and see what I'm gonna I'm looking for a good uh for some inspiration for next week's episode though, because I want to not talk about just my trips and obsession with musicians. Like I'm like, what's some what's some good deep divey stuff that's removed from me? You know what I mean? Like just switch it up a little bit. But who knows? I kind of just wait and see how my week goes. And usually something presents itself to talk about. And that's how I've been going with the flow. And that, so. you know, that's the most organic way to approach this. Because even if, if we took time to do research and, and things of this nature of a particular topic, one thing comes across our radar, be like, this has to be addressed. And it's time right. sensitive. So all that shit just <laughs> went out the window or on the side burner. Right. Uh, so I, you know, Amy does the same thing on her show at this point. It's just what comes across our radar. That's what we're going to talk about because it's more Here organic that way. So can I, can we end the show with, and we did this by the way, the entire trip, everywhere we went, Angela particularly, because she is the most diehard fan of us all. Everywhere we went, from the airport to the restaurant to the beach to the mountains to Grand Canyon to Vegas, you name it. Everywhere we went, she'd be like, oh, you know, checking out at the counter or something. Oh, thank you. Go Lions. 
go lions. Like everywhere was go lions. Right. And so we were literally at the grand Canyon while the lions were playing and she had, we had like no cell service up there. So as soon as we got back to self, someone give me the score. So Joanna's husband was calling and trying to communicate. And then when they lost, she had to pull over. She was whatever. So I will say that everywhere we went, even in the middle, like 40 miles into the Joshua Tree National Park in the forest, we ran into some strange person who was in the middle of the forest looking at something. We asked them to take our picture, you know, to take a group picture. They did. And at the end, she was like, thank you so much. Go Lions. And he was like, everywhere people were responding like they wanted to see the Lions succeed like every everywhere we went it was so great so yeah. um it was sad to see them lose but man what a what a what a journey what and a that, now they'll just now they'll just be hungry next year will be their year i know it it's so um go lions well the detroit lions became america's team this year they did it and, so exciting uh, it, it, it was I, I commented though, I look, I, I'm not a huge football fan. I do support the Detroit Lions, of course, but I really was excited at all this extra media of Eminem that I got to witness. That was my favorite part of the whole freaking thing. Cause that's my boy. We could do a whole episode on Eminem someday, but I love him. And so anyway, but go Lions. That's all I yeah. can say. That's, so now, I mean we're a week away from the Super Bowl, and like that's a big Which deal. Which is in Las Vegas, by the it way. It is. Yep. They uh, already had. They had the big sign over the bridge. Everything. So. I'm sure they did. They're rolling out the red carpet for that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll I'll be straight up with you. Once the Super Bowl comes and goes, <sighs> not that that Detroit is not going to be a part of it. I'm focused on on baseball season. So bring bring <laughs> it on. So I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> Big well, baseball fan. Guess what? We are going to take take a field trip this year to Comerica Park for for a Tigers game. All of us are. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah, that'll Most be awesome. Well, my birthday's Friday, so the next time I see you, I'll be a year older, and I am on vacation the rest of the week from work and recuperating, and I am going to enjoy it. I'm excited for the PFC podcast at Backroads on Friday for my birthday bash. And who knows what will transpire between now and then to talk about next week. But I do thank everyone for tuning in today and following me on my wanderlust trips. And again, I just encourage people to carpe diem, seize the day, go do what, what makes you happy and what you need to fulfill yourself in life. And no one else is going to do it for you. So on that note, I thank you for tuning in to Say What. And we will see you next week. Have a great rest of your week. And don't forget about Bert the Bull. Look out for bulls. Don't trust George them. the Bull. George, oh, Bert the Bull. I'm so, that's how tired I am. George the Bull. I'm like, God Bert damn Bert. it. I, I made note of it so I can make, make a new design for your store. <laughs> I think I got... Um, Burt Reynolds. Burt, Burt Reynolds and George the Bull confused. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see you next week, next right week. here. On yeah. Say <laughs> Thanks, guys.